Are we headed for an economic recession as the coronavirus crisis grows? We'll tell you how this situation is different from previous ones and how that impacts what you should be looking for, what you should be doing. That and so much more on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from uh, mom's very clean basement just outside of Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. Only Tiller Money automatically updates spreadsheets with your daily spending, account balances, and transactions so you can track everything in one place with the greatest control. You can try it for free. And then if you decide you like it, you'll get 20% off your annual subscription by going to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Big thanks to Tiller. And Bobby, we are recording this on Friday. And you and I, before we hit record, we just experienced one of those days yesterday that um, that you hope you don't have very many of in a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, the first one really in our adult life. Um, we were very young. Um, in 87, I was still, um, gosh, I was in high school. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I'm really experiencing it in a way that it could affect my economics, my family's economics and my family's um, financial future, depending on what happens. Hopefully this will pass very quickly. And also, obviously, the most important thing is health. And so it is definitely a precarious time. The market's up today as we talk about this. A lot of people are talking about, okay, uh, let's do a history lesson, 2008 versus today. Well, this is a lot different than 2008, a recent uh Post talks about why. And uh, in just a second, we'll get into it. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. Hey, what's good? This is Rich from Paychecks and Balances. And do you just like hanging out and chatting about the news? Well, that's why I tune in to Money with Friends. All right. This headline is from USA Today by Paul Davidson, Nathan Bomey, and Jessica Menton. So group effort there, guys. Uh, it may feel like 2008 all over again, but here's how the coronavirus crisis is different. A plunging stock market, the widening shadow of recession, Fed interest rate cuts, and government stimulus. It's beginning to feel a lot like 2008 again. And not in a good way. For many Americans, the stomach-churning market drops and growing recession talk of the past few weeks triggered by the global spread of the coronavirus are reviving memories of the 2008 financial crisis and Great Recession. Take a breath. The infection ultimately takes on the nation isn't clear. The economic upheaval caused by the outbreak will likely not be nearly as damaging or long-lasting as the historic downturn of 2007 to 2009. A recession is not inevitable, says Gus Voucher, chief economist at PNC Financial Services Group. Quote, if we do get a recession, it is likely to be brief and much less severe than the Great Recession. For one thing, the 2008 financial crisis and recession resulted from years of deeply rooted weak spots in the economy. That's not the case now. 
What we're seeing is caused by something external to the economy, Fauscher says. It's closer to a natural disaster, says Kathy Basjausik, director of U.S. Macro Investor Services at Oxford Economics. Partly as a result, the economy's major players, consumers, businesses, and lenders are much better positioned to withstand the blows and bounce back. Here's a look at how the current crisis compares with a meltdown more than a decade ago. Yeah, and rather than read through these, because this is a fairly long piece from USA Today, let, uh, let's, uh, Bobby, we'll just go through them. First of all, the, the cause, the Great Recession, of course, was set off by, according to this piece, an overheated housing market. Well, not even according to this piece. Yes, it was an overheated housing market. Banks and other lenders approved mortgages. That brought down a lot of, uh, uh, made it horrible on Wall Street, then, of course, horrible on Main Street. The current crisis, of course, is a health issue, the coronavirus. So we've got, we've got, uh, Big difference there. I, I like this paragraph here. It says, because far fewer people were affected uh, than in 2007, 2009, the economic toll has been limited so far. Travel and tourism industry suffered the most with businesses canceling conferences and trade shows and consumers scrapping vacation plans. Uh, as Americans avoid more public places, the virus is likely to sales at restaurants, malls, and other venues. That, as of, you know, this piece is only a couple days old. Mm -hmm. th th that, I think, now is our reality. I saw something yes. on CNBC.com yesterday that said that um, uh, 5% of the workforce, about 15 million Americans, are going to have their jobs directly affected uh, by this. And that number today might be even wider as we saw, you know, so many things get uh, canceled. How can it not? All those people that work, for example, in sporting venues, um, some people, um, I assume the players, people like that, they get paid no matter what. But if you are somebody who is in the food service, maybe through a third party vendor, and that vendor hires you for shift work to work the games, the NBA games, what have you, that money is probably gone. Um, you know, it's interesting. Even my my little brother pointed out. He says, "I'm working from home, as is his husband, and they no longer need to hire a dog walker." So the dog walker that was paid X dollars in cash per day or whatever it was, those people are not getting paid. So it really trickles down to so many people. Yeah, and I feel like this is a horrible time for lessons. Like, I don't want, you know, um, my mom has always been very good at this. Well, you know, you should have, you should have, but, but, but I think, but I think that this time, and that's why I love doing the show live, by the way, that you never know what you're going to hear next. Yeah. I'll remember airplane mood. Sorry. That was my fault. My, uh, <laughs> but, but, but my, 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 uh, my thought process is we've talked over and over and over about, uh, about having, uh, an emergency fund, you mm -hmm. know, and, yeah. and this is when it really, really hits. And then also building your skills in other areas, because what you're seeing is everybody at the bottom of the food chain, no matter what the food chain is, people at the bottom of the food chain, taking it the hardest, um, yeah. the people that can least afford to lose their job, sadly, are going to be the people that lose their job. Yeah. Our friend Paulette Perhatch actually had a, a, a post, I believe it was on Twitter, but it was on social media. And she talked about the fact that she was stocking up and she really felt for people that may not have the resources to go to the supermarket and stock up. And that's really scary when you think about that. 
There is some good news here, though. The, the The next part of this piece says that household debt now is historically low. Of course, then household debt was absolutely horrible. So household debt is historically uh, uh, then was at 134% of gross domestic product. Now it's at 96% of GDP. So people are saving about 8% of their income. Uh, before when this happened, they were saving only 3.6% of their income. So hopefully people are a little bit bit m- more ready for this storm than they were back in 2008. That, that, that piece seems good. Yeah, that piece does seem good. And also to put things in perspective, we have a habit and it's, it's human nature of doing something called anchoring. So as pertains to how much we feel about wealth right now, we've had some a very, very bad week with stocks and um, looks like this Friday will be better. But we tend to say, okay, if we invested, let's say $100 at the beginning of the 11-year um, bull market, and then now it's worth $500 and it goes down to $450 because of all the turmoil this week, we feel we're down $50. We don't necessarily think that we're up $350. Does that make sense? So if we reset if we kind of do a mind shift and think and and remember in theory you haven't sold it so neither of those numbers really matter but if you anchor to where you started rather than the highest point that your investment ever hit that it may be down from you may feel psychologically a lot calmer well and i think what calms me in this case you know they say don't look at it i think frankly bobby in this case if you look at reliable sources and you see what's what's really going on you, I think, uh, get a clear picture of what this is going to look like. Different than in 2008, you know, you read this piece and and you remember that in 2007, 2008, that was a cleansing. It was a cleansing of some horrible things going on in the marketplace around housing and loans with housing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, bad actors. There were bad actors in the absolutely. market. Absolutely. We needed to clean all that out. And now what you have already looking at China, China is reopening factories they just restarted their National Basketball League, just reopened. Uh, yeah. I just would caution that sometimes China is not always... Um, reliable? Tw- yeah, I don't know how yeah. reliable Chinese... Let's just put that out there. That yeah, but, there is a history of China absolutely. not always... Um, Absolutely. Well, I, I, I want to be careful in what I say, mm-hmm. but I think everyone understands what I'm implying. Sure. Yes. Um, no, but you can also look at... Chinese government, those are things the Chinese government is telling us. You can also look at you can also look at South Korea and what's going on in South Korea. You can also look at the way that the flu historically has happened and how this particular violent strain of the flu, don't get me wrong, it'll be back again next year, right? But 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 historically when summertime comes around, this is going to be a whole different point. My point isn't that it's better. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that it's better. I'm saying that this is not a cleansing of the economic system. And for that reason, my thought process is this, which is the markets dropped very quickly. The quicker it drops, I think, frankly, the better this is. Because if it drops very quickly and we get all of this negativity out of the mm-hmm. system and 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 get get uh, uh, earnings uh, reflections in the market to a point that people start buying again, the quicker that happens, Bobby, I think the better off we all are going to be, because then businesses then resume operations the way that the way that they were. But that's a good point about 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 China. 
Um, yeah. I remember when this was first starting, by the way, to your point, a guy who's one of the the original people in the exchange traded fund market is here in Detroit. His name's Phil Back. He um, uh, he had a great Twitter piece saying, isn't it weird back in the early days of this? Globally, the stock markets were starting to shake, but the Chinese stock market didn't shake. It wasn't shaking at all. And yet that's where that's where the epicenter was at that time. And Phil's like, I can't believe that. Why is it that the Chinese stock market's not doing anything? Very scary. Yeah, uh, we did be silent to that. We we just we don't. Yeah, we did some Instagram stuff on this. Yeah. Um, okay. So we asked our Instagram friends, do you think the coronavirus crisis is going to lead to a recession like 2008? How many, what percentage said yes, Joe? And what percentage said no? I would say, um, I'm going to say about 70% no. Incorrect. You, uh, we had 59% said yes. 59% said yes. Yeah. And we got a pretty, uh, we got a lot of people participating. People are home. Um, so yeah, 59% said yes, they do think a coronavirus crisis is going to lead to a recession like 2008 and 41% said no. You have some comments that people sent in regarding that. Yeah, uh, I am the real, answer. I am the real spoon said it will have an impact, but I don't think it'll be as long lasting as the financial crisis. I also believe that too. Uh, I am the real spoon. The Annetter says SARS and others did not. Why is this one special? Economy will suffer, but no recession. Well, I, I think this one is special. Uh, the Annetter, I think it is. It, I mean, clearly this is a different, a different uh, beast. Just the way the whole world's responding is is is, is different. Uh, Made Barry Good says it's just human nature. People panic. Um, I, I think there is some panic out there. Um, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane. I don't know. I don't know if it's panic or if it's, or if it's justified. Um, who knows? Uh, indie cool chick. I like that. That name says there's no way we won't be financially devastated if entire industries are suffering. I think that hits it on the head, regardless of whether people are panicking or not, Bobby. Um, if, if an industry is suffering like the, the entertainment industry, the, uh, travel industry, uh, there's going to be a domino effect. There has to be a domino effect. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks um, and his wife, um, Rita, Rita um, I'm drawing a blank on her last name, um, but Tom Hanks and his wife uh, are in Australia and they have the coronavirus and they, I have to assume that movie that they've been working on is impacted. Rita Wilson, by the way. Rita Wilson, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just, I can't imagine. All right, uh, we're going to have a takeaway from today's piece, but while we give Bobby a moment to collect your thoughts, let's talk a little bit about Tiller money, which is what I use to manage my money. You know what I like about Tiller is that I can press the easy button every day, which means that even though it's a spreadsheet, I don't have to enter all the stuff in my spreadsheet. It automatically is entered for me. Tiller every single day collects all the things from all the various places where I have savings and my checking. I've got a couple different savings accounts with a couple different banks because I try to keep my my travel fund money and fund money separate from my emergency fund, separate from my checking. And because I have those and my investment accounts, uh, my credit card statements, all those things are different places. Tiller once a day, puts them all in the spreadsheet for me, just like every app does, but different than every app. I can 
change it so that I can see more. I can slice and dice my data however I want to. If you want to check it out, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And if you use that link forward slash MWF, you will get 20% off uh, your annual subscription if you decide that you like it enough that you want to buy it. Um, And I definitely did, but I like the fact that the people at Tiller Bobby let you test drive it first. Yes. Good stuff. And you have 20% off if you use our link. Absolutely. All right, uh, Bobby, what's our takeaway here? I think we all need to focus on the things that we can control and just stay informed on all these other things. I also think because so many of us can work from home, given the changes in technology, at least we can retain some sense of normalcy. Most of this, as I said, is, is out of our control. We either we're prepared or we're doing the best we can with wherever we are. But, it, you know, you can't turn back the clock. So just look forward and chin up. I like uh, the fact that history repeats itself, but always in a different way. And I like the fact that this piece draws attention to the fact that there are differences. However, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't learn from history. Historically, what was the right thing to do? Nothing. Ride it out because you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know if this is a good time to buy. You don't know what the right time would be to sell. So if your goals are long-term, the best thing to do is to work from a long-term plan and just keep Keep on keeping on, Bobby. Yes, well said. Uh, where can people help us make this show? People can follow us on Instagram and stay close to Instagram stories to answer our polls, quizzes, and um, all that stuff, and comments and DM and be in touch. Our handle is at Money Friends Pod. That is also our handle on Twitter. And you can find out more about the show on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Bobby and I are back here on Monday. We're going to take a break from coronavirus coverage to talk about real estate a little bit on Monday. So hope you can join us then. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.